Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. Listeners, hey, guess what? What? Why watch that? Why watch that? We have a giveaway, another one coming to you. Oh, oh, oh. You get a DVD. You get a DVD, and you get a DVD. <laughs> and this time, it is what men want. Mm. So not the Mel Gibson one. This is starring Taraji P. Henson, Aldous Hodge, and a whole bunch of other people. Erica Badu is in there. Tracy Morgan is on the cover. Yes. <laughs> now the details, Ref. Can you tell us when? How did people find this giveaway? How did they enter? What's the deal? Okay, you can go to whywatchthat.com/giveaways. You can go into the giveaway tab, and there you will find a chance to enter. In um, and it starts again May 6th as of taping, but this thing ends May 29th, so you don't have that much time. There will be three winners, and all you got to do is click, click, click. And follow the instructions, and you too could own what then what. <laughs> Ooh, and this is a Blu-ray combo pack. Yes, you'll get all kinds of deleted scenes and lots of merriment. So go <laughs> ahead <laughs> and enter whywatchset.com as the ref said giveaways, and we'll see who wins. A why watch that sneak peek? I'm jealous. Uh oh. Because the ref got to see John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. <laughs> this is a sneak peek. Uh, it will be in theaters everywhere on May 17th. Um, you know, we're coming off of an Avengers hangover. Yes. Uh, I guess that the movie industry has not imploded because we have this movie coming. And you know I'm a huge fan, Ref. We know that it's directed by Chad Stahelski, who's just great at this kind of stuff. Mm. Written by a whole bunch of people. Derek Kolstad, Shea Hatton, Chris Collins, Mark Abrams. A story by Derek Kolstad. Characters by him. Mm. And it stars, you know who, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. This is, I mean, this I think is one of the best roles he's ever had for him. Um, and joining him is Halle Berry this time. Oh, Halle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne is back. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Asia Kate Dillon. We have Lance Reddick, my boy, standing up tall. Angelica Houston is oh, in yes. this. Oh my God. They might yeah. melt the celluloid. <laughs> and we also have Ian McShane, who's just great, and a whole bunch of other people. So go ahead, Ref. Tell us how entertaining this was, because I know it was entertaining. It was certainly entertaining. But let's start with the plot. Now, as in all of the chapters in John Wick, the first and second one, they are consecutive, meaning literally they usually begin moments after one another. So chapter one, in a quick review, we've got a retired assassin whose wife was dying and died. The only thing he had from her is a dog, and you've got these 
mob sons who were jerking around and killed the dog. <laughs> and that sent John back into a raving, rampant uh, wipeout of that said uh, gang. And then it's part two, right after that, you've got his car being totaled, and so he wants his car back. And in the meantime, he gets a marker, uh-oh, because we're going to talk about marker, from someone from the high table, or who's almost at the high table, who wants his sister assassinated. Mm. And if you get a marker in John Wick's world, you must oblige. There you go. And he does so in unexpected ways. Howsoever, the marker bearer double-crossed him and did something very, 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 very bad. Mm. And he went to seek respite in the Continental, which is the hotel chains across the globe that is a respite for assassins and anyone who does, you know, uh, not dark world, but uh, what black market business. It's safe ground. There can be no business done on the continental grounds. And guess what John Wick did in two? He did business. He handled business on continental ground, meaning he did kill someone from the high table, which is this overlying um, organization that makes all the rules and mm. separates you from the animals. And because John Wick killed someone in the safe continental grounds, on the safe continental grounds, he has been excommunicated. Mm. Meaning excommunicato. He is now, there is a, a huge number on his head. Kill John Wick because, you know, it's free market. It's $14 million. That's where we pick up with John Wick 3. He's running through the streets of New York. Remember Winston, who is the manager of the Continental New York, gave him one hour to do what he needs to do because everybody and they, and they mama, literally they mama, <laughs> are coming after John and their assassins uh, sprinkled and splattered all throughout New York who are going to attempt to murder him. But remember, John Wick is the best. We see him... And, I, and again, I'm not going to spoil things because you're going to find out what parabellum means. Mm. So don't look it up. Don't look up the Latin. Don't oh, look oh, 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 so you already know. <laughs> yes. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. But for the other listeners, don't look it up. John Wick is running across the city. He's heavily injured because remember, these movies are one after another. It's like all in two weeks. And he needs to find some kind of help, but who's going to help him? And does he have, did he prepare for something like this? Mm. Mm. Meaning he's got a couple markers of his own. <laughs> oh. That he's going to be calling on, and I won't give away all those details, but he's got some things up the sleeve. The question is, is he going to be able to maneuver out of the city? Well, you'll find out all the characters involved with that. Of course, Lawrence Fishburne, who is the Bowery King, who is in charge of all the homeless assassins. I know it sounds weird. <laughs> yeah. He has his hand at things. You've got Winston, the manager of the Continental, having his hand at things. But somehow, John Wick has to get out of the country because the adjudicator, played by Asia, who speaks for and judges for the high table, has come. Mm. And when she comes knocking, 
there's either death or great injury that follows her. So she enlists the help of one of the greatest assassins who's been John Wick's fan the whole time, Zero, played by your boy Mark. I will tell you this, somehow John gets to a a place, I will say, where we meet Sophia, a woman who's a manager of a continental overseas. Mm. She likes dogs, but (laughs) dogs do not like people. They like her, and that's about it. I would not come across her and her dogs. Well, John Wick has to enlist the best in order to escape the best. And we see just how he does that, and it leads him all the way up to the high table. Oh. The Elder. The Elder, played by your boy Saeed who is over the high table, makes the rules. What does that interaction look like? What hmm. does that meeting look like? What does John want? And what does the elder want in return? Ah! That question's answered for the last 45 to 50 minutes of the movie. <laughs> you'll see if John gets what he wants and you'll see if the elder gets what he wants. But lo and behold, I don't like to do spoilers, but I will say this. I have a feeling it's not the last of John Wick that was. No. Just saying. And with that, I'm going to leave it there. Now, that plot sounds pretty basic. It's nothing like, oh, wow. You know, this is like, oh, he gets to the high table. He meets someone at the high table. What is that like in an unexpected place? All of that sounds very basic. But this movie is anything but basic. (laughs) My suggestion is this. My suggestion is you go into that movie theater and you sit there (laughs) as close as you can, as you can, (laughs) close, and just let all of the violence wave over you. You never thought I would say something like that. (laughs) It is absolutely a farce, this movie. It is absolutely ridiculous, the amount of killings. You thought John Wick was a lot. When you first saw that, you were affronted. You were like, oh my gosh, this is violent. Whoa, whoa. And then you see it so much that you're like, oh, this feels like a video game. Or, oh, this is stylistic. Then John Wick 2, you have, you know, some scenes. Oh, but no. It's almost like Quentin Tarantino saying, uh-uh, Kill Bill 1, that was nothing. Kill Bill 2, we gonna kill everybody. That's what happens in John Wick 3. And again, when you look up the word, don't do it, they'll tell you in the movie, you then realize what all this is for. Mm. There is, I didn't think there were so many ways you can kill someone. John Wick in this movie, if there was an Academy Award of how to kill someone and how to be an assassin, he would definitely get the Oscar, hands down. (laughs) The sound of cracking of bones, the the blood that you know is not real. You can see that the blood is sort of like splatter effect, but it's just everywhere. The amount of weapons. I will say, wait till you get to that knife scene. That's all I gotta say. Mm. The knife scene. What did I just watch? They pulled no stops with this. You will be there, you will not know that you haven't breathed for the last 30 minutes. You just won't know it. 
Now, the performances are the performances. The flip side is you do get Angelica Houston giving you her most creepiest, and you figure out what part of John's world she was in. <laughs> mm. Uh, you get those kind of like deep performances. Of course, uh, the ever so loving Winston, who is played by the amazing Ian McShane, is always deliciously evil. <laughs> and then you've got our favorite uh, Sharon, who's played by Lance Riddick, our lovely con- uh, uh, concierge who knows how to pack a punch. Mm. All this to say, if you love John Wick 1 and 2, you will love John Wick 3. Is it the best? Well, I don't know. Each one of them offers its own offering. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. The kill count in John Wick 3, I just don't know what John Wick 4 is going to be. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe they'll go off planet. Yeah, they, they will. It'll be like Thanos. John Wick will just, he'll just snap and then half the world, <laughs> half the world is gone. <laughs> well, oh my goodness. You know, you had me at the synopsis. <laughs> and then I heard the rest of it. I'm definitely going to see this. Everybody join me if you'd like, if you dare. And as you can hear from the ref, if you've seen one and two, you got to see three. Again, yeah. it's in theaters, May 17th. Yes, you will be able to access it. Yes, just skip on by Avengers. <laughs> join me at John Wick 3, and we'll have a good time. And that's John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Don't forget it. Uh-oh. Oui, oh, oh, bonjour tout le monde. Oh, bonjour. Listen, this year is our first year covering the Cannes Film Festival. What? Yes, as you say, it is the premier festival of all festivals. And guess who's going to physically be there? Not us. <laughs> but we are accredited members and we will be covering it from a distance. But that's not all we'll be doing. We'll also be giving you some highlights. Mm-hmm. Mm. This May 14th through the 25th of the action and the flair and the dresses and the movies and the film stars, all from the comfort of our own home <laughs> as people enjoy themselves in the south of France. Now I hear you're pretty excited about this year's festival, Critic. I am. I mean, some wonderful things that stand out. First of all, Quentin Tarantino is going to drop his next movie on us, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, starring DiCaprio and Pitt. Ooh. Mm. Along with Margot Robbie and Dakota Fanning and other people. Yeah, it's 1969 in LA, everybody. Think about that. Now, we also... Uh-huh. Yeah. We also have a return of Jim Jarmusch, who, whose last film, Patterson, we really enjoyed, Ref. This time, mm. though, he's doing some sort of horror movie. <laughs> and oh, it's starring... Apocalypse. <laughs> and it's starring Adam Driver again and Bill Murray. Oh, oh what a pair. We also have Terrence Malick's latest film coming. Pedro Amadovar's latest movie is coming. Rocket Man, yes, that's about you know who. Elton. <laughs> Elton John, that's right. That'll be there. Uh, Ken Loach's latest film. We loved his I, Daniel Blake at the New York Film Festival at the first time we went. He's back along with many others. So that's just a few of the highlights. What a festival. What a festival it will be. We will be there. 
kinda, to cover it for you. You stay locked here at Why Watch That, and we will enjoy our baguettes. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.